Hey everyone, welcome back to the AI Train. I'm Tim King here, along with Leanne Shelton, of course, to be able to navigate you through the world of AI and ChatGPT and all those cool things that are happening right now. And the coolest thing has happened. So depending on when you're listening to this, of course, it could be way in the future. Um, and I welcome the presence of our robot overlords. You've heard it here first. Welcome. Um, anyway, so OpenAI have launched this new kind of concept of how to use ChatGPT. Gone has the old concept of you can just get in there and write a prompt and you know have a thousand prompt engineers tell you and sell you all the different prompts so you can, you can use ChatGPT properly. Now, instead, you can build your own ChatGPT. Now, let me just run you through that very briefly. Basically, there's a new feature now. You can click a button and then go, hey, I want you to be a copywriting expert. I'd like you to be a virtual assistant. I'd like you to um, you know, make me images or paint things or um, I want you to be a, a mixologist and, and do cocktails or write songs for me. But while you could do that previously, every time you'd restart the chat, it would be a new version of ChatGPT just going, oh, okay, you have to tell it everything beforehand. Every single time you're trying to get it to do a thing, which was tedious, you can say and create a brand new chat gpt version which will remember those types of instructions it will remember the types of things you want it to do you want it to browse the web and then write an article you can get it to do that every single time and you can call it something so um, i've just called one of mine priya who's a, a web auditing expert and every time i ask priya i go hey priya audit this website and it'll go off and research the website for me and come back with some findings leah what do you think about this change and uh, what what do you what do you uh, what do you expect to happen with this? I'm, I'm excited to see what what's going to happen, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, well, like I think it's going to still feel very overwhelming for the average human. Uh, so I think there's definitely going to be a bit of um, play around with it. Uh, it's going to have to be a lot of articles out there with people you know just find their way <laughs> way through it but i what you know when you were explaining it to me what i think as soon as you said like priya like giving it a name and treating it like a staff member who has a particular role has particular expertise and background knowledge uh, i i can really see how oh, it would work really well and you know if you are say a marketing agency and you're working with multiple clients and they've all got different tones of voices they've all got different you know uh, uh key information that you need to draw from every time you produce content or campaigns for them it's going to be great to have the allocated person or bot uh, that just knows everything about it and it's going to make it so much more efficient to pump things out uh, in a oh just yeah it just be a lot more yeah in terms of efficiency because you don't have to keep repeating it look i personally like i had to create a secondary ChatGPT account, a free one, because uh, my paid one knew my tone of voice. And whenever I try to do client work, it just, it kept corrupting it. So don't have to worry about that anymore, which is brilliant. You can have all these separate bots for all the different purposes. So I'm, I'm really excited to play around it and see, see where it goes. I think it's just going to be confusing initially. And, you know, as we we're playing around with it just before, things are changing constantly, even while we're doing it, because we saw it's, you know, US are just waking up. <laughs> at the time of it's recording um so really interested to see where this goes the next couple of weeks and how it gets better at prompting us to be able to use it properly to train it to what we actually want to do yeah absolutely and i think the 
the big thing to, to look at it like this is just like you said, treat it like an employee. An employee who's a human has psychology. You've got to treat it with, with sort of a, in, a, in a more ethical way like you would a, an employee. Of course, you know, you're not paying it money other than maybe the $20 a month to, to open AI at the moment, um, which there's more changes coming to that sort of thing in a second, which I can, I can well, a second, sorry, in, a, in a, about a month, which I'll, I'll mention as well, which changes this game a little bit again. But it's, um, it, it means that like I can have Priya, who's my web expert. I can have David, who's my graphic designer i can have you know someone else who's doing something who's, who's my article writer you know I, I can have like a team around me that is all virtual and i'm just going to put this out there because i had to think about this before if you're a virtual assistant right now move over because the real virtual assistants just showed the fuck up right like if you're if you are in that virtual assistant area and as much as you have probably got a better handle on content and your, your customers tone of voice and right now you can produce social media content that you, you, you still have to put the pixels together and actually get them out onto social media and do all the, all the bits and pieces those steps that are in the background are going to go away very rapidly because this isn't the only update that ChatGPT has made more that OpenAI have made to ChatGPT. The other update to the background of this alongside of it that works in hand in hand is there's a development component to the background of the of each of these ChatGPT builders that allows you to be able to run web actions. And what I mean by that is if you've ever used Zapier or If This Then That or one of the other hundred low code tools out there to be able to connect your email to your, you know, invoicing system or something else like that that's the type of thing that you'll be able to do with ChatGPT very shortly I've had a bit of a play it works very well but only in, in its infancy at the moment but it's coming it's something that you know connecting ChatGPT to Canva to get it to knock out some some social media imagery for the bit of content that it just wrote and post it on schedule to your LinkedIn account or to your Instagram account or your Twitter or your Facebook or wherever else is going to be possible very shortly. You can schedule from it. Uh, you can schedule from the maybe the tool like Canva. You've got a scheduler inside of Canva that you can use. Um, uh, so it just connecting to the one tool, or it may be connected to a different, to totally different tool completely that is also a scheduler. Yeah, you being able to do that kind of thing directly, um, just by saying, "Hey, staff member who's actually a ChatGPT bot, can you write me a post about St. Patrick's Day? Um, post it on socials." Just tell me about it before you post it. Yeah. Stuff like that yeah. is uh, immense. Like I was explaining before to a friend, uh, someone else, just to say, I can have it whenever Priya writes me a report, it can turn my lights green in my house. I did that earlier. I had it doing that earlier. My office light flashed green because it, it was done. Like I, I walked away, made myself a cup of tea. And when I came back, the thing went like flash, flash. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's, uh, it's done. And I went back into it and there it was. It had, it had provided me, it had finished its output just because I could connect a small little API together to ChatGPT's builder and get it to fire that off. It was amazing. So if I can do something as simple as that, you know, we are only at the very start of what this thing's going to be able to do. Uh, I'm not saying it right now, but Jarvis from Marvel is looking way more possible now. <laughs> but I think like what you were saying about virtual assistants, I mean, look, it's, it's just like with any... Uh like still graphic designers still have work, even though, you know, Canva's out, there will still be people who will want to have people do it. So they want to manage the technology, but a hundred percent, like it's, it's going to be like, I'm going to 
like I have, I don't have a virtual assistant anymore. So for me, I'm like, oh, wow, I can just make these things happen. Uh, as long as I know, obviously you still need to have, you know, the strategic mind and know exactly what you want it to do to be able to prompt it properly. And like what you were showing me before, uh, you still have to keep going back. Uh, there will be a bit of work initially with, with training it up going, oh no, make sure, you know, if you're writing an article, include the headings, make sure you have at least 400 words for each section, make sure you're using browser being. So there will be that initial stuff and then you have to keep tweaking it a little bit. And uh, you can actually provide a knowledge document or a series of knowledge documents. You might be able to upload, you know, 10 documents. I don't know what the limit would be, but let's just say 10 documents. That's like what Claude does. And I think if you upload in a single chat to ChatGPT, it's about the same. So it'll be, I'm assuming it's a similar thing. But, and one of them might be history of your company, history or like uh, the, the a timeline of events that have happened in your company, um, you know, from day, day dot to day dot. Um, some articles have been, some, some awards you've won and some articles that were written about awards, some, some media that's been out there about it, you know, uh, I can't listen to podcasts right now, but it might be some some images that you've you've had of yourself and your your board members who are all sitting around a table, and it, it can have a look at those and understand like the context of those and the, those sorts of things, and then stuff that all into the knowledge banks of this of the bot, and then from from time to time, whenever it it needs to fill in some gaps or it needs to draw upon historical knowledge or some some information you've given it before, it'll just go off and grab that. It'll just go, okay, well I already know about this and start spitting out relevant content that is relevant to your, I don't know, it might be your CEO's name and it's going like, you know, tailored content from the CEO. You could have, you know, if, if you are a CEO, you could train it to write all of your scripts. You could train it to write all of your, um, you know, communications out to you, your company with all the company biases, with all the information you've got in the background, with your tone of voice, that's the sort of thing that will 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 come along. Yeah, because like the latest quarterly report or whatever, and you have to put together your, you know, whatever your piece is. It goes in the newsletter, or you can get to kind of pull it all together. It sounds like you, um, you just have to click a button, and don't have to keep prompting it with all the things to say. All right, just review everything from here, 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 and yeah, away you go. It's it's kind of like a bit of an intranet type thing too, and you have then ultimately yeah can name it whoever who's your admin person who is all knowing of everything about your company's history and and you know everything so then whenever you do have to put together uh you know any kind of reporting or sales predictions or anything like that it can draw on that really quickly which will be really really helpful for those who you know maybe micro or small business owners don't have a massive team to go feeding through everything don't have the capacity because they're doing a million other things uh, so I can see that really being helpful once once that comes in. I think that would be amazing. Like I can even see it. You know, you upload your entire company directory, as in like all the individuals who work in your company, and, and yeah. as a snapshot, connect your email to it, and then whenever I don't know Bob from accounting reaches out to you via email, you tell the bot, hey, uh, you know whenever Bob or whenever somebody emails me before I respond to it, read the email, write some stuff as it's me knowing that it's Bob and what Bob does and how he does it and all of his fine, all, all, all of the details in the background, not his financials, hopefully, but all of the, the details in the background about his role and then give me uh, some output based on what his query is. And then, and then just, but just tell me about it and then I'll have a quick read and go, yeah, cool, that's good, send it. So you don't have to, you're not writing the content anymore, but you are still parsing the content and making sure it's still done. I think the danger here is if you just went and pushed the button and just it, you know, pushed it back out into the world and, and you know, God knows what could happen. Well, that's it. And you know, it still comes back to what we've been saying throughout all other episodes about, you know, still, you know, it's still a tool, still, you know, taking responsibility. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to, you know, create 
potential more lawsuits here by just going, oh, but you know, the system, I, I plugged it in, it should be all right. Like uh, definitely still need to be double checking thing, taking that responsibility, but obviously it does all the groundwork. So I, I can see great, great, great potential with it. Um, I just, there's always that back, fear back of mind that people are going to abuse it. Uh, <laughs> There are two things I've thought of. One of them is what what does it look like when someone trains this thing to be terrible? Like what if they go like that they've got an opinion like, I don't know, Donald Trump did nothing wrong and then trains it to be like a, a Trump bot that extols the virtues of Trump. And it only produces propaganda type media that can be pushed back out to the world by, you know, a Trump supporter. You know, what what happens if that happens? Or um, the, the other thing that I've thought of as well is what happens to anything you upload to it? So we already know now that like that when you upload files or documents to it, then like you know, some of that content could be used to be able to, to retrain GPT itself, not just your bot or anything. They haven't been so, um, I suppose, communicative mm -hmm. about what happens when you train these things up with your own data. Yeah. So as always, take the lesser path, take take the, the, the edge of, okay, I don't know what it's doing right now, so I'm not just going to go gung-ho and smash all of my information into there. Maybe give it a, a hot minute, have a bit of a play with it, see what you can produce with it with maybe some limited information. This this is a, an ethical question that needs to be, be um, tackled as well, of course. It's it's just be, be mindful of what you're putting in there um, about your details. Or if you're just comfortable with just going hard and, and risking it, then great. You know, that's also your, your opportunity there as well. But, you know, for the moment, and I think the fallout could be huge for OpenAI if they start to allow and enable people to generate um, GPT models that can, I don't know, yeah, like really have an abuse of power, like like that Trump card thing, like being a, a right-wing nut. Maybe we could actually replace him with a better president. GPT might be the better president, though. You know, who knows? Well, I guess imagine at the White House sitting on the desk as just this laptop. It's just, just a box yeah. with, a, with, with a red blinking <laughs> light on top of it going like someone walks in and goes like hey what do you think about economic policy 135 and it goes like oh yeah it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> i love it and so okay so the chatbot thing as well we were looking at that there's it's just keep it uh private and there was like a public make it public with the link and then public um what else? so basically eventually well, probably not eventually that sounds too far in the, in the future <laughs> probably next week uh what other people can access these bots that we create so if you do potentially create one it's to say you do have a virtual assistant a real human one you could potentially share that bot with them making their process a lot easier for you so you still have the human doing it but everything's built in they don't have to keep coming backwards and forwards to you um is that kind of how it would work is it a sharing thing with who you know as well as is it going to be available for sale i think we talked about that That's going it's to interesting so right now there are three settings when you go to publish so, so i should have actually covered this very briefly as well when you create one of these things you get into a sandbox environment first and you click a publish button and when you click the publish button it makes it available to you of course to use in your normal chat gpt experience but um there are two other options. One of them is share with a link. So if anyone on the internet can access it as long as they've got the link. And that's interesting because two things are gonna come out of that. One, of course, you're right, you can share with your virtual assistant or one of your other team members to be able to, to use that bot model, um, which you could try and replicate yourself entirely, replace yourself in a digital sense and give it to your VA. So if the VA asks questions, it asks that first and then comes and asks you if you, or it might ping you and go, hey, your VA does, oh, I don't know what this is, talk to your VA. 
Um, but you can do that right now. So that's available this second. So anyone who's got the update in the background can go off and do that thing this, this minute. What's coming though, and what I've seen a couple of changes over the last day happen, is there's another button that says in it, launch publicly, which will say, you know, like um, virtual assistant made by, and then whatever your name or your account name is, you have to verify your domain against it um, to be able to make sure that it's all like legit. And there's obviously a, a bit of uh, recourse to, and, and to come back to you if there's any issues with the bot, of course. But, uh, and it is linked to your account in that same sense. But when you mouse over the top of it, it's not available, it's grayed out. And it comes, comes up with a little tooltip and says, um, not launched yet, GPT store coming soon, which gives me two hmm. pause pauses for thought. One of them is, okay, so there's a store coming, great, means that there's gonna be an influx of these GPT models which will flood out into the market. But two, will we be able to actually sell them? And I think we could do that now with just the any available to anyone with a link. Um, you could just kind of like, if someone said, oh, I wanna use your model, you could cut the instructions out of one model, paste it into another, start another GPT one, and then send them a private, a separate link that's just the link for them and sell the model, I suppose. Um, there are ways and means around it, of course, in sort of tertiary marketplaces. But the GPT store, I, I don't know whether it's gonna be a for paid thing, or if it's just going to be, here's a public model you can go and use and consume. I would hope a bit of both. Because um, if you spend yeah. a thousand hours generating a really great bot that actually does some amazing things um, and you want other people to use it, you don't want to give that sort of stuff away either. You kind of, it, that's just giving away your IP basically at that point. So um, that's, yeah, I'm intrigued with how it's going to work yeah. because yeah, you set up a subscription model. Can you, uh, what's, what's the actual potential yeah. for that? Because uh, it's something they're going to be using ongoing and yeah like i said for the ip you don't just want to charge you know like a five bucks like <laughs> um you know for an app right. or something you, you want to but yeah intrigued to see how that all comes into play and uh, i mean look it worked very well if you work in a particular niche and you upgrade this thing for a niche Correct. and that's the draw card right but we know a lot of health copywriters, so can you imagine, I mean, and, and you know, health material that comes out of GPT right now should never be trusted. Opera stuff, yeah. Yeah, you can have all the opera stuff, you're all right, and make sure that everything's written right. with that in mind. And yeah. But but you but yeah. because you've, you've trained it and you've got you've got it to that laser edge to be able to know what it does and does it well, it probably would take you 10,000 hours to be able to get there because the opera guidelines are about a foot thick and you, you you've, to, you've trained it you've spent you've spent the time doing that to be able to get it to that, that point um you, you would want a bit of money for that yeah. and that's probably the other thing to think about too it's is that yes, yes it'll replace a human if you wanted to and you could think about it tomorrow and go get rid of a person but it's still going to take you a thousand hours to in, sitting in front of it to actually be able to train it properly to get exactly the same output that a human you could just ask it and they'd do it in about 10 minutes right so if you've got the time yeah. and you can spend the time or if you've got an employee who can sit there and spend the time then you know sure uh, you could develop a really interesting model so as i said vas or people who are in in that kind of like um service industries for for media especially like connective media between companies and, and that kind of b2c kind of space yeah you'd be a little worried about it at the moment um especially if you've only got like a couple of line of strings to your bow like you know you, you do social media content for people or you do um you know something else unless it's that really creative stuff it's not doing video right now so if you're doing creative video and photography and whatever go hard um but just i would be keeping an eye on it at least just to see where things are going because you may need to update your services or your offerings um out to the world to make them a bit more compelling uh, we'll see what happens <laughs> watch this space 
and that's about it anything else you had any thoughts at the moment while we're here we might as well just burn time <laughs> i think it's just a matter of yeah so I, I yeah i look forward to playing around with it and see how it can help me i'll create my little virtual team and um i'll give them all different personalities and and that could be you know i'll keep me entertained i, I can't it's not like i'm talking to myself anymore <laughs> oh i never thought about that what's what's the psychological impact what's what's the, what's the impact to the to you as an individual when you start only talking to bots every day <laughs> anyway yeah i reckon that's it for today um uh, we'd love to hear how you go with it as well so we'd love to hear about it because it's all it's all i feel like it's just uh, really has taken off now so keep an eye on on it we'll help you out with that we'll help you keep on top of it all and we'll see you again next time 